0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward, joined by Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook. This is a rapid-ish reaction, uh, trying to keep that going. Brought to you by Buyers Auto here as the offseason rolls along. Jonathan Cooper uh, will be handing off the Blocko jersey. Uh, We we talked about this at Letterman Row. Had several people ask who the leading candidates for that would be. And the fact that Jonathan Cooper is actually at the Senior Bowl and tearing it up means that he's finally moving on after five years. I gave my thoughts on this already over at Letterman Row. So the correct answer, of course, is going to be Haskell Garrett. Am I wrong?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know that you're wrong, but I think two things. First and foremost, I hope that Jonathan Cooper has input as to who the next guy is to get it. Uh, I think that's an important piece of the puzzle. I think as, as Ryan Day said, he said it should really come from the offseason program and who has put years into the program and who has been through some adversity, who has worked through some things, who has fought through things and really lived our culture. Okay? Are you just
0: reading the quote that he gave me?
1: Yeah. So here's the thing. That's, that's the parameter. But I also think it should be partly about who Jonathan Cooper feels best exemplified that. So, you know, you have that whoever has it next year be a part of the process. Uh, obviously, Haskell Garrett's a fine choice. There's Chris Olave, who's a fine choice. And then there's my choice, and it's going to be different. Okay. It's Thayer Munford. Okay. I think after all the injuries, the decision to come back for the free year when he could have gone off to the NFL and been probably a third-round pick this offseason, I think Thayer Munford is, is the guy that should get it.
0: All right, so there is obviously a caveat there. Unless the NCA changes the rules, which who understands, you know, really the logistics? I don't. I'm sure somebody could explain it to me. Uh, later on about why an offensive lineman could not wear the block O or the number zero, you would not be able to wear it. So I asked Ryan Day about that also in that story that were mentioned from last year. What would you do in that situation? I mean, a player doesn't have to change if they are offered the block O they would rather wear their own Jersey. They don't have to, they could put a, they'll put a patch on to say, this is our block O guy for 2021. And if that becomes an offensive lineman at some point, and they're not allowed to wear uh, a block zero, block O on the field. Then they would also get the patch. So, there, Munford, certainly a great candidate, but that's one reason why that actual jersey might not be on the field. And I wonder if that might eventually just rule out offensive linemen from the from the competition. An unfair point to them.
1: What if the NCAA just shuts its mouth and lets people wear whatever number they darn well want to? Yeah. If-
2: if a Michigan quarterback can wear number 98 for a season and look awful doing it, I think Thayer Munford should be allowed to wear number zero. That That is a – it's a a
0: strong argument for a guy to go look awful.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, if, if you can wear 98 at the quarterback spot, you should darn well be able to wear zero at, at okay. tackle. I am going to go with Chris Olave, though. I think this is, like, the perfect example of what an Ohio State player should should do. Come in as a, as a low-rated guy, work his tail off uh, – you know, earn a spot his freshman year because he worked so hard, um, not give up his duty as a gunner um, just because he's a superstar wide receiver. I guarantee he's going to play gunner next year as a senior All-American, which is something crazy that, you know, probably doesn't happen in very many places. I think he is going to be the leader in that room. He's going to exemplify everything that he should within the program. He does everything the right way from all accounts that we've heard. Um, I think he would be the perfect example. I don't know if, if Coop would, would agree because he probably wants to keep it in that defensive line room just for some selfishness. But, uh, I think, I think Chris Olave would be the perfect guy.
1: Well, I I don't believe that selfishness is a staple of the award. I think that Jonathan Cooper received the award simply because he doesn't have selfishness in his DNA.
0: Well, it's a, it's more, that's not, that wasn't the right word by Spencer, but it is a point of pride that a defensive lineman was the first to get it and that it was, uh, you know, named in honor of Bill Willis. So I can tell you for sure that when I first had that conversation with Jonathan Cooper, I said, well, is this just going to stay with the rushman forever? Is that what you want? He said, yeah, I hope so. Because that's, you know, setting that leadership. You win things. All right, fine. It's a – but, I mean, your point is fair. It doesn't have to go there. But Jonathan Cooper certainly would want it to stay with the defensive
2: line. Which, in a a way, is – in a way, for position group, is a little – selfish you want to keep that in there it's not like the bad selfishness but God. it's like hey i just helped you out i just got yeah.
0: you out of that word and then you went right back and used <laughs> it
2: again the, the defensive linemen really want to keep that that blocko is all i'm trying to say
0: because they're proud not selfish
2: yeah sure yeah pride yeah. over selfishness i agree okay
0: is there somebody else these are the three most obvious candidates um i don't think that there's any question about that uh I have who else one. yeah that's who who else could be in the mix?
1: Master Teague is another one who I think should be very uh, seriously considered. Obviously, I think here's the deal: like Master, obviously we've watched him. He he's been a team player. He's gone through the injuries. He's fought back. He's played at less than hundred percent. He he's been a, a steady, reliable force. You know, he's a team leader in the locker room. I I believe firmly that he's the type of player that is going to continue to be on the the in the program and on the roster and but maybe understand that his role is changing as some of these other guys start to emerge. And I think that his value goes up as a leader and as a mentor and as the right type of person to be in the program. And so I think Master Teague is the other guy that was really in my mind is like a a dark horse for that. Spencer, who
0: else could could be in the mix?
2: So I was trying to think of this, I was trying to go position by position and and who could be the guy and, and you know, if he comes back from an injury and works really hard and can show that his work ethic through injury, through everything, I think I think Cameron Brown with switching positions and and you know being the team player that that goes to the other side of the you know, I think he was a wide receiver kind of when he's coming out yeah, of he was school. he was a
1: wide receiver in high school, but the intention yeah. was to play corner for sure.
2: Yeah, but you know, learning new position and, and doing all that and then having the injury and the setback when he was supposed to have a breakout, if he comes back strong shows himself in the weight room, really puts in the work and becomes, you know, one of the leaders of that room that's going to need a leader next year. I think Cameron Brown has a chance to, uh to emerge as somebody who could, who could take that Jersey.
0: I think it's always going to be seniors uh, in a, in a one year thing to cap a career. Uh, and that narrows the focus, uh, you know, because, you know, Ohio state doesn't keep a whole lot of uh, high achieving seniors around for the end of their career. Um, so that would leave, the only other guys that I w- could be in that mix maybe uh, Tyreek Smith going through the injuries the adversity uh, trying to get healthy you know missing the national title game and all that you know he uh, putting off the draft burn you saw one mock draft that had him in the first round uh, coming out of that sugar Bowl and then Jeremy Ruckert which seeing a tight end wearing a blocka would really be uh, a weird sight to behold um, but he also sort of embodies the development and selflessness as we've talked about before with just his decision to come back uh, he was a basically glorified uh, target wide receiver trying to play tight end not being able to block the commitment that he's put into building his block uh, building his body uh, becoming a technically sound blocker a physical blocker the big plays that he makes the decision that he made to come back he's another one that would would be in the mix there I still think though it's going to come down to Haskell Garrett, um, who really has had more uh, adversity than it, just about anybody you can imagine in a college football career. Um, you know, Ryan Day t- added to that when he talked last week about before he gets shot, he's also dealing with COVID. So there's a long period where Haskell Garrett couldn't work out. Uh, then he couldn't eat. And he still went out and had an all-American caliber season at defensive tackle. But he also had to spend those years fighting his time, uh, learning technique working out with Mickey Murati uh, before he could really even make it an impact at defensive tackle and that took took 3 hard years and now he's sticking around for an extra one he he to me he's got he's got to be the pick
1: okay but i'm going to say Thayer munford
0: people are also I, I, worried that like chris olave wouldn't fit because he wants to be co2 coo is co2 that's true oh.
2: I didn't think about that. Plus,
1: plus, plus, there's alternate meanings in the COO. You know, he'd be like the chief operating officer, of or the or the chief official offensive, offensive <laughs> or organizer. I mean, it well, that's, be the quarter- that's, that's the quarterback. Oh, uh, no, they're in a. He's game the organizer at Ohio State. How about this?
2: Captain of offense. Ooh, captain of offense, Chris O'Leary.
1: You're so good at this, Spencer. It's unbelievable. Well, <laughs> yeah,
0: you can duplicate numbers, right? So you could have a, a block, a block o on offense and defense. I think that would kind of water down the point, but I guess maybe that would be an option too. And then we could have a lot more to talk about if you have a block o on both sides of football.
1: Which I mean, sounds a long off
0: season to go. Um, but I'm glad that we all just agree that I'm right. That's the most fun episode of, rapid reaction that we could ever have. Um, anything else to throw in about that Blocko or anything that I missed?
1: I just want to say that I love the, the idea of it being a new tradition. I think it's really cool, and I'm totally on board with it.
2: I'm looking. I'm now looking forward to Berm predicting every year who the recruit most likely to be, have the Blocko jersey.
1: Ooh. Oh, that's a great question. Okay, so let's look at this group of 2021. Well, last who year the, we
0: know that it was Court Williams,
1: right? Who, yeah, yeah, without question. Okay, so the class of 2021 most likely to wear block O jersey four years from now. Reed Carico, clearly. Hmm. Why? Because he is a block O <laughs> of life. Uh, no, he's just he's just a kid who you know is going to do everything the right way, and he's he's going to lead on and off the field. He's going to. You know, uh, uh, head down, eyes up. That's the way he's going to operate, and he's going to be a, a an all American type linebacker by the time he leaves Ohio State. But he's also always going to be the type of teammate that people are going to want to play with. He's he's a he's a role model football player.
0: Sorry, five star defensive end Jack Sawyer from just down the road in Pickerington. You are you, out.
1: You you said it's, you said it's going to be seniors every year, so I don't think we'll see Jack get a senior year. So, all
0: right, well, that, that it, wow. That's actually smart. You you did checkmate me on that one. So, yep. Berm gets one. I get one. Spencer gets zero from this one. He's the blocko today. Congratulations, Spencer. This has been uh, the, an off-the-rails from start to finish rapid reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. Uh, as always, Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook hanging out with me, Austin Ward. Stay with us for full coverage of the Ohio State Buckeyes all year at LettermanRow.com.